All right, and we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another Informed Daily. I am your host, Anthony Cabasa. Today is August 21st, year of our Lord, 2023. Ladies and gentlemen, we are exactly two days away from the very first Republican presidential candidates debate, which is happening this Wednesday. I've got some update for you guys on that, obviously by the title of today's show. Um, but it looks like it's not going to be as lively as I wish it would have. And you know what? Who can blame the guy? He's leading in the polls. You know, you know, it's just it's, it's just one of those things, man, where, you know, you you wish that he could. You wish that he would. But who can control the man? Right. Uh, what's up, everybody? Um Miss uh, Monica in the live stream, Miss Jessica Narabi, Miss Rebecca, uh, Miss Jennifer, Miss Lena, Miss Sarah, Miss Ivan, uh, Mr. Henry. What's up, brother? Um, man, you must have been really anxious this weekend, huh? Not being able to ride your bike uh, for thousands of miles as you solemnly do, unless you went to like a different state just to ride your bike, which I wouldn't put it past you, Henry. That's just how dedicated you are, my friend. Uh, but welcome back, everybody. Uh, it's funny because I actually got a text message from my sister this morning. She's like, hey, are you not doing your morning shows anymore? What the heck is going on? I don't, I'm not getting your notifications. And um, I just remember that I, I was in Florida. So here's the way it worked. On Wednesday, well, first, a couple of weeks ago, they had reached out to me. And they're like, hey, would you like to actually come on the show? Obviously, we've got supporters. We're, we're making money on the show. We've got sponsors. Good for them, by the way. Much love to them and their show and their loyal supporters that are able to do that. That is my goal one day is to be able to fly in uh, people as well so we can have interesting conversations. A lot of you had nothing but positive things to say about the show. I, I think, you know, if you're focused on the message, uh, then, you know, a lot of you reached out and said, like, hey, man, like that was just such a great conversation to have. You were kind of like the only outcast there. You were the only one that really focused on God and and promoting God on that on, the, on that podcast as far as the, the panel goes, the panel discussion uh, people. And so cool. That was good. That was actually my aim. Um, and so they had reached out asking if I had wanted to come. We were trying to figure out the logistics because Wednesday evening. So I have my Wednesday podcast Wednesday at 6 p.m. in the evening. Uh, and then we and then they have it on Thursday. So I was trying to figure out how I could do it because they wanted me to fly in a day before because of the storms and and all this stuff, just in case my flight got delayed. And then, of course, we already know how Pete Buttigieg is uh, handling, you know, the air, the, the airplanes and, and air traffic. It's just a disaster. It really is. And so I, I, I understood where they were coming from. I also wanted to come in the day before. So I ended up taking a red eye. I ended up flying out to like not to like 11 p.m. So it was such a crazy day Wednesday. First and foremost, I got a phone call from One America News asking if I wanted to be on their show at six in the morning. First, they said four in the morning. And I'm like, uh oh, the day I'm supposed to fly out and get a red eye. Oh, my gosh. But I made it work. It was a little I, I, I and I tried to do it so that you guys wouldn't notice until the day of. And it ended up working up masterfully. But the day of I ended up being asked by one American news. I'm like, sure, let's do it. Then they said 6 a.m. I'm like, oh, okay, I can sleep in a little bit. And so I woke up 6 a.m., did my hit with one American news. Shout out to the people that watch. Shout out to the people who have no idea what the heck I'm talking about. Uh, you know what? It is. It is what it is, ladies and gentlemen. That's just how we do around here, folks. Sometimes we know. Sometimes we don't know. 
And if you don't know, now you know. Okay. Um, also, I noticed that like some stuff is off, and I think it's because of the Hurricane Hillary. Not to be confused with Tropical Storm Hillary, uh, hit us here in California, largest storm since 1939 or 1908. Some people are saying it's the it's the biggest storm in California since like the early 1900s. And uh, we'll talk about uh, space lasers in a bit and what all impacted California. But uh, in my specific region, nothing really outside of a few landslides. Uh, there was like one road that was like falling apart and then lots and lots of rain. Um, and obviously the Internet service was not that great. So for me, it wasn't too bad. Uh, but, you know, for the people that were gravely affected, some of you were saying that you got hit a little bit harder. Some of you were saying, like, is this just like another conspiracy? Because I don't see anything. Not understanding weather patterns, not understanding that just because it's SoCal doesn't mean all of SoCal will be hit. Some people are saying like, oh, they're just trying to condition us for the next major event. Those are the here it comes people, the hicks, right? Believing that everything is a conspiracy, but it's just weather patterns. It's been happening since forever. The earth is now 25 billion years old. Prior to that, it was 13 billion years old. I don't make the rules, ladies and gentlemen. That's just the way it's gone, right? Okay. Um. And so, and so I ended up doing my podcast. Okay, so when, going back to Wednesday, how crazy of a day it was. And then I had a meeting in Orange County, which is two and a half hours away at noon. And then I ended up having to get driven to the studio. It was just a mess. I'm not going to bore you with specifics. Long story short, Wednesday was one of the busiest days of my entire professional career. It's just insane how busy I was that day. And then I ended up coming back, doing the show. Right after the show, my wife had to pick me up to drive me straight to the airport where I got in just in time, just barely in time, nick of time. And, of course, I couldn't announce anything. So everyone here thought that after the Wednesday show, I went home to go to sleep. How sorely mistaken you are. Uh, and then on that flight, and I'm not one of those people to complain, ladies and gentlemen, because I have three kids myself. On that flight, I just so happened to sit. I'm thinking to myself, okay. It's a red eye. It is what it is. I'm due to land in Miami at seven in the morning. I'll just sleep during my flight, which, by the way, if you don't know me, I hate flying. I really do. I hate, I hate, 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 hate flying. I truly, truly do. I even have TSA where you have to give like a blood sample and you have to go through this whole ritual to be initiated into TSA. I'm joking, of course, but that's how some of you see TSA, pre-check, blah, blah, blah. It is what it is. I even have TSA to make things better for me. And I still hate flying. I just hate airplanes. I hate lifting off. I, I hate landing. I hate being in the air. I absolutely detest it. Detest it. I, I truly do. So as I'm boarding my plane, I noticed that my seat is in the aisle seat, which is fine. I don't mind. I prefer a window seat so I can lean over, right? We do the whole like that, just lean over, being able to sleep. So I, and so I thought, got the aisle seat right next to me. Right next to me is a woman and her baby, which is fine. Around here, around these parts, we love babies, ladies and gentlemen. I've had four. We love the babies. And I'm not one of those people to to sit next to a mother and her newborn and her baby and her infant and her toddler and be like, oh, my God, I cannot believe my luck. First world problems, ladies and gentlemen. I understand a lot of people hate that. 
and and I hate when my dad tells me this. He's like, can you believe they sat me next to a baby the entire time? I'm like, well, A, I don't think it was deliberate. But yeah, I can believe that mothers are taking their children around the U.S. because they have that right, you dingus. Like, what fault is it to the crying baby? Which, by the way, baby was pretty good for the most part. But here I thought I was going to be able to sleep the entire time how wrong I was, which again, it's fine. I'm an adult. I'm 35 years old. I can handle it. I was prior military, dude. I did eight weeks of boot camp where our sleep was disrupted daily. You know what I'm saying? I was deployed many times where fire alarms and all this stuff. And we were doing drills at like two in the morning. You know what I'm saying? I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Uh, but then that was, you know, so that was that flight got little to no sleep, landed in Miami, got straight to my hotel and then took a long nap and then finally met up with Linda and the gang. And we went out for lunch. We had some Cuban food. It was amazing. Uh, they took me to all the nice spots in Miami. And then we went out to the panel. And then on there, I was sleep deprived. I was hungry, blah, blah, blah. We did the panel discussion. It was it was a little bit bad because of the storm. Apparently, they had a tropical storm right there. So I flew into a tropical storm, flew out during a tropical storm. And then I came back to a tropical storm. What is my luck, huh? And so it's funny because while I was there, I was I was telling them about the tropical storm that was about to hit us. Really, it's it's a hurricane. A lot of people are saying it's a tropical storm. It's not. It's a hurricane. Actually, I had a lot of Midwestern people and, and East Coast people making fun of us in California for the hurricane. Let me tell you something. We had the worst storm than any storm put together in the entire United States. Like the Midwesterners and the East Coast, they wish they knew what, what a hurricane was compared to how hard we got hit. I'm just saying, like, no one goes through more than Californians. And I'm not saying that to be a victim. It's just we're the Spartans. We're God's hand-picked chosen. We really are. Whether it's storms, whether it's hurricanes, whether it's tornadoes, whatever the case might be. No one has it worse than Californians. And then we're just smiling through all the pain, you know, like, so I had like these people from like Iowa or something like that, or like Idaho, like laughing at us because of tornado, those places have never been hard hit hard and harder than a tornado than California was yesterday. It was the worst tornado in American history. I'm sorry. You guys don't know. You guys just wouldn't understand what a storm is. You, you could never understand that. And, and I feel bad, really, that you would never understand what it's like. Uh, but anyways, all sarcasm aside, um, <laughs> uh, that was that. And then I ended up coming back Friday evening. And then I got home. And then we dealt with the hurricane yesterday, uh, which is kind of funny because I was doing like a lot. Of, a lot of you asked, can you please do like live updates of the storm? I just want to know what to look out for, you know, like um, – uh, <laughs> uh, what's up, sis? First donation of the week. Thank you so much with the five dollars. Hola, most missing the humor. Glad you're back, bro. I'm glad people are able to to laugh about this. But going back to what I said, it's so funny because uh, oh, you know, by the by, uh, I'm you know, Twitter pays you to post on there, so Twitter is going to be my number one source for social media moving forward. And so it's funny because I was on Twitter posting yesterday about the storm, just some updates, nothing super crazy. I was sharing some videos of, of some of the damage that the flood was doing in parts of Baja California, Mexico, and then also here in the here in California, SoCal. And people were coming after me 
because I was posting weather updates and they're just like, oh, you're just trying to hype it up. And I'm like, hype it up. All I said was there's going to be an inch of rain. How am I trying to hype it up? How is giving news updates updates hype? It just doesn't make any sense. There was a tornado watch warning. So I posted on my telegram, hey, guys, just FYI, there's a tornado watch. And and like the people were like, oh, like, ha ha, like you're just trying to hype it up. And I'm like, I'm just trying to let people know that there's a tornado watch. How is it hype? And then there was like this one idiot on Twitter that wanted to fight with me that didn't follow me, which is so hysterical to me when like people don't follow me and then they find my page. They come on there and they're like, oh, look at this, quote unquote, in the media, independent media journalist just trying to post updates for impressions. And I'm just like, my brother in Christ, first and foremost, you don't follow me. You you found me somehow, whether through the algorithm or you typed in my name, whatever. Secondly, if I if I want to, if I if I wanted to, I could quit everything right now and I can just post extremely uh, racially motivated and gun shootings and violent and half naked woman on Twitter for impressions. And I could be making $10,000 a month. I, I can post videos of women half naked and be like, is this really what 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 Western society has become to? Let me know in the comments down below. It's just like everyone knows what you're doing is you're farming me posting that the National Weather Service has issued an alert for a tornado watch in parts of California. You think you you think that's what I'm doing to make it big on Twitter? But no one tunes into politics and news. It, it's pretty dry. It's pretty cutthroat. You know, like it's pretty right there. Everyone knows, like, look at the most highest paid people on Twitter. And it's all like OnlyFans girls and like uh, entertainment, um, artists, drama, the stuff. The Andrew Post Andrew Tate. You know what I mean? Like that. That's what get, it's not politics. It's not. It's not. Hey, guys, there's a tornado watching Indio, California. Oh, hey, guys, like this guy's doing it for farming impressions. Or say uh, the audacity of some people, bro. You know, the audacity. Okay. So. I already know why you guys are here. <laughs> I already know why some of you are tuned in today, hoping that I talk about a specific something. Something that might or might not have happened last Thursday evening doing the Mostly Peaceful Latinas podcast. As I stated on my telegram, so here's here's what I know, okay? Here's what I know. And, I, and I'm just going to be frankly honest. When I was on the Mostly Peaceful Latinas podcast last Thursday, there were some of you, um, I don't know if it was all of you on my telegram or what, I obviously posted that I was going to be on the podcast. Some of you were very excited about it. Some of you were not that excited, and that's okay. Here's here's the context, and I'm only talking about this because I privately messaged Rebecca asking if she wanted me to talk about this, and she honestly said, I don't care, and that's fine. Um, me and her are on good terms as far as I know. I've promised her that I was going to reach out to her 
on a phone call if she needs further explaining. She wished me a good weekend. And and I think, I mean, she's here right now. And, you know, it is, it is what it is. But here, here's some context for you guys, okay, that I need you guys to understand. Going into 2024, I am going to be on podcasts and I'm going to interview people on my podcast that is not necessarily an endorsement of those people. Recently, last Wednesday, I had on a guest on my podcast who is an openly homosexual man uh, and he is running for Congress. And there's going to be a lot of people like that. And in the future, I expect it to move culturally left within the Republican Party. My job, if I truly encompass it as an independent journalist, is to bring you guys the news and inform you. Sometimes that's going to include being on shows I don't fully agree with, which means, you know, Telemundo, Univision, whatever. It's not an endorsement of Univision and so on and so forth. I think you're you're kind of catching the drift here, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Linda Cuadros and Isabella are my friends. They have been my friends a lot longer than my Telegram channel has been around and a lot longer than uh, I've known all of you. I understand that Rebecca and a lot of you are some of my most ardent supporters, and I am super thankful for that. I truly, truly am. Some people have accused me that I live off of my subscribers. And I, and I wish that were true. For transparency, I just want to get the numbers right. My Patreon, which is where people subscribe, this is how much I make a month. And this is because of, of recent events, etc. I make $1,604 a month off of paid subscribers. That's how much I make right now. It was it went almost all the way down to $1000, whatever. And if you guys are on my Telegram, you guys know that I'm very transparent with you, with you guys about this stuff. Let me close out of this stuff. I wish I could survive off of subscribers. That that's always been my goal is hey, I don't have to work you guys know and I've always been transparent with you guys that my real money comes from an online marketing company. And other side gigs that I do, for example, Public Square, I landed a a multi-month deal with them, and that's a large chunk of my money. That deal with Public Square came from my good friend, Linda Cuadros. Objectively speaking, she has helped me put in more money to support my family than most subscribers have ever given. And I've told you guys that Linda Cuadros is my really good friend. Here's what it means to be a friend of mine, okay? I understand that there are people that are flawed. There are people that you guys might not understand. Anthony, what? why are you hanging out with these people? Anthony, this is not. I have a very small group of friends. And, and Linda not just has hooked me up with Public Square to put food on the table and, and, and to help my family out. But here's what I can say. Sometimes people online are not who they really are in person. And and I always have this rule of thumb with people. I respect people even if they are beefing with other people. 
And, and what I mean by that is there are some people that are like, hey, man, don't ever, you know, talk with this person because this is what they did to me. And I'm like, OK, well, this person respects me. I don't know what the problem here is between you guys, but this is my friend and she's never disrespected me. He's never disrespected me. And it is what it is. I never judge people because of the way the relationship is with others. I judge them off the relationship with me. Now. I also understand that being a little spicy brings in, it attracts people. Linda has told me a long time ago that she doesn't want to do dry politics because there's no money there, which I agree. There is no money there. So they do a lot of entertainment stuff. When I went on their show, I was actually surprised at the lack of politics. But the reason why we had that discussion was not politics but it was to be entertainment based. Linda being my friend means that I understand that she is flawed the way I have many flaws, but that doesn't mean that she stops being my friend. And I pray for her the same way I'm sure she prays for me and the same way I pray for all of my friends and family. I have many friends and family that are very flawed, but it doesn't stop me from being a friend because that's just not how it works. Now, with that context, and, and I really want to stress the point that there are going to be people on my podcast, and it it's not a form of endorsement. It's to have conversations so that you guys are aware of who the candidate is. That's it. That's all it is. It's not an endorsement of the person, the person's actions. I've had Muslims on my show. I've had atheists, agnostics. I've had Christians, I've had Catholics on my show. It's not an endorsement of the person. It's a platform so that you guys are more well-versed on who people are, what they're doing, and if you want to support them, great. And if you don't want to support them, that's okay. There are people coming after me because I because I had a, a, a gay man that's, that's a candidate on my show saying, Anthony, how could you? My business is media. I'm not a political, uh, a religious leader. I'm not. And if you ask me, are you okay with XYZ? I'm going to tell you my points of view in XYZ. A lot of you already know me and you already know my stances. And if the person there that I'm interviewing asked me to for my face, what my personal stance is, I will gladly tell them. It's not a fear thing, but I'm also not there. I don't bring people on my show and I'm leading up to what I'm about to say. I don't remember to bash them for their life views or lifestyles or their whatever the case might be. If you're on here as a candidate, I'm going to criticize your politics and, and, and your policies. I want to know. I want to explore what the heck is going on here, right? Are, are you really the more sound candidate? Let the people decide. But just like I did it for 2022 and I will not for 2024, I will not be endorsing any candidates at all. If you ask me, I'll tell you, Anthony, who are you voting for in 2024? I'll just be straight up honest. As of right now, Donald Trump. That's not an endorsement of Donald Trump. That's me answering your questions, right? Okay. Now, when I agreed to come on the Mostly Peaceful Latinos podcast, A, it's because they're my friends and they asked me. Secondly, I know because I have seen their shows before that sometimes they get into fights with their audience. 
That's their show. They're entitled to do so. It doesn't matter whether I agree or disagree. It has nothing to do with me. And I am of the belief that if you don't like somebody's content style, then simply don't tune in. Personally, I would never waste my time on someone's page if I didn't agree with their politics, their lifestyle, whatever the case might be. That's just me. And I've said this before. A lot of Christians and conservatives follow people like gay conservatives so that they can say, oh, I have a different point of view. There's nothing these people can say that would ever change my life. That's just the reality. So I don't follow these people. And I'm just not I'm not talking about the gay conservative. I'm just talking about just in general. As a content creator myself, I'm not busy consuming people's content. People are like, oh, did you watch the Joe Rogan show? I'm like, oh, no, I spent it researching for my own show. Like I don't have time. Some A lot of the times I don't have time for it, right? I don't have time to consume other people's content because I'm busy uh, merch, busy with 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 work, busy with meetings, busy trying to grow my brand. That's what I'm busy trying to do, right? Especially going into 2024. Now, when I went on to discuss with Mostly Peaceful Latinas, I didn't have access to the chat. One thing I did notice was that Linda kept typing and typing throughout the discussion. I was assuming that she's either researching or maybe she's fighting with her chat as she is famous and notorious for doing. And again, that's fine. Every content creator looks over to the comments from time to time, and I'll address some of the questions that you guys have, et cetera, et cetera. The reason why I agreed to come on the show is twofold. They're my friends, and because I have a unique perspective on marriage, dating, and outlook of life. I will always take opportunities, which is why I was also with uh, the Walk Away campaign, which is owned and co-founded by Brandon Straka, who is an openly homosexual man. When he invited me to do a Hispanic panel, he invited me and I knew that he was a homosexual man. And I knew that I could use that platform that he had to talk about my story, about my truth and about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I will always take those opportunities, whether it's with Univision, Mostly Peaceful Latinas, the Walk Away campaign, whatever. And people unfollowed me when I worked with Brandon Straka because they were saying that's an endorsement of Brandon Straka. Why are you working? You call yourself a Christian. Read your Bible. Honestly, read your Bible if you think that I'm a bad Christian because I use platforms to promote the gospel. I will always do that. Always. It's not an endorsement of the person lifestyles, politics, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I did not have access to the chat. From what I understood, there was some back and forth going on between my Telegram chat and Linda and the co-hosts, which, by the way, some of you have said, like, this is why they're both single. Uh, Isabella, the co-host, um, is married, by the way. Um, and, I mean, it's not that it's anyone's business. It's not that I'm trying to – but. Like, just get your facts straight right before you, you get into it. Now, again, I do believe in some sense I have loyalty to my pain members, the people that allow me to have the microphones, the merch, the, the background, the little plant, right, which is thriving right now. It doesn't look like it, but it's because it's growing and it's leaving over, leaning over, right? Pero, and we're going to get to the news here shortly. I just want to address this. Don't worry. It's not going to be an, uh, an all podcasting. 
I don't know what was going on. I don't know what Rebecca said. I don't know what anyone said. I don't know what transpired. I cannot, in good faith, comment on something where I don't have all the facts. So when Linda popped off, I, you know, to me, this is just, well, this is classic Linda. Like, this is what she does. She's an entertainer. This is what she does. She's here to, you know, and this is not. And she was telling me, like, look, this is what they're saying in the comments. And later on, she showed me some of the comments where I will admit it was tasteless. These are not comments that I would ever make. If I had a problem with someone, the words that some of you used are not words that I would ever use. You guys know my dislike for communists and socialists and the, the political left, whatever the case might be. Uh, thank you so much, Ismail, for the um, for the $2 donation. And so a lot of you didn't like that I didn't say anything while we were live. My whole purpose of coming on that show was not to turn it into a fight or a he said, she said, or she said, she said. And it definitely wasn't to put anyone in their place. That's not my job. I got invited as a guest to which I hope I keep getting reinvited because the feedback was amazing. I have new followers. I have a new audience. And the panelists there really appreciated my message. That's what I wanted the show to be about. I didn't want the show to turn into a feud of Linda versus my loyal supporters. That's not what I wanted. After what happened, if you notice through the podcast and the evidence is there, I sat there and was thinking to myself, bro, what is going on? I don't want the rest of the show to go sour or to be stopped or or the message to be lost because Linda's fighting with my audience and now I'm fighting with Linda and now things are going to get worse. I understood that she was already angry. She was angry at what people were saying and maybe rightfully so. Again, I haven't gone through the entire chat. From what she was sending me, I could understand why she would be upset. Now, I don't know the full context of Rebecca and Linda. Rebecca sent me some stuff. Linda sent me some other stuff. And it's it's a she said, she said, right? And it's not that I believe one over the other. It's just, again, I don't, I didn't know the full context. So I can't sit there and tell one person to shut up or tell one person stop it if I don't know the full context. And my hopes was that in not addressing what was happening, we could just move on which kind of ended up happening. It ended up happening where we had this little burst and then we were able to move on and continue with the conversation. Afterward, Rebecca and I talked separately and Linda and I talked separately. And at the end of the day, I told Linda, look, man, because look, Linda could easily say, but I'm your friend. I've helped you land sponsorship deals. Why didn't you defend me? Like the same way a lot of you felt that I should have defended Rebecca live on air. Well, Anthony, she's one of your biggest supporters. She's always in here every day. We see her donating to the stream, which again, I am super thankful for. It, that did that doesn't go over my head. It's not that I don't appreciate all of you guys here. Like I understand that none of this would be, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you guys tuning in, sharing, supporting it, creating culture, the cowboy hat Fridays. None of that, like, and the deal that I'm about to land, none of that wouldn't be possible if you guys were not supporting the Patreon, donating on the live streams, sharing my work, 
et cetera, et cetera. I get that. It, it's not that it's like I'm trying to make it one bigger than the other. No, not that's not the case. But Linda also didn't tell me why didn't you defend me? Because I made her understand. Look, Linda, I understand. This is the you know you did what you did. Just understand that these are my loyal supporters. You don't have to agree with what they said. You don't have to agree with the way they went about it. But at the end of the day, these are my loyal supporters, man. Like, just please stop arguing with them. You know. And it was what it was. I had a conversation with Linda and I had a conversation with Rebecca at the end of the day, you know, again, look, man, look at the way I came into the podcast. I was tired. I'm exhausted. I've got business meetings. I had to fly back immediately. I could have stayed in Miami the entire weekend. Linda made that offer. She's like, dude, just, you don't have to go right back right away. You can just stay here the whole weekend and you can just enjoy Florida. We'll, we'll take you around. We'll treat you, you know, just show you. You've never been to Miami. And trust me, I wanted nothing more. But knowing that Hurricane Hillary, the most devastating storm to ever hit the United States, like Midwesterners have no idea what a storm is compared to what we went through in California. Um, but I knew I needed to come home and my duties as a husband were here to make sure that we went grocery shopping, to make sure that the that the, both vehicles were filled up with gas. So I came back right away. I'm sleep deprived. I'm tired. And at that moment when it all went off, we're already struggling with the stream. There's a sense of frustration in the studio. I don't want to feel the flames. And James, you know, you kind of came to my defense and I appreciate you, but they're like, dude, what was he supposed to do? Like, he doesn't have the information there. Maybe the best thing for him to do was just not make it worse, which was the route that I was taking. I'm not trying to blame this on lack of sleep or tired. But when I explained this to Rebecca, what my state of being was, she perfectly understood. She said, thank you for telling me and being transparent. Have a blessed weekend. And we continue talking to the weekend. We're on good terms right now. And again, I'm not ending this conversation with who was right or who was wrong. I can only tell you what happened, what transpired, the extent of my knowledge of the situation and what happened. And look, the reality is some of you, my telegram, were already telling me that you hate them and that you would purposely go into the chat only in support of me. And so I just assumed that when the fighting started, it was a lot of you audibly voicing your frustration with the host at that time, which again, was not my purpose. It was never my purpose to send anyone to attack anybody or create this frustration within the podcast. I love my friend Linda. I, I pray for her. You know, and, and this is something that I've told her before. I'm like, bro, sometimes you let people get to you. And, and I feel like sometimes they, 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 and, and, and she can be listening. That's fine with me. And because this is stuff I've told her, no matter what, at the end of the day, I, I love her. And, and she's my sister in Christ. And when we pray for her the same way I do everyone else. And, and I'm thankful for everything that she's done for me and my family, the, the deals that we've been able to land. Uh, the things that we do behind the scenes to 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 continue the growth, the Hispanic community, whatever the case might be. Now she's kind of leaning away from politics. That's fine. She has every right to. And, you know, it is what it is. You can like it. You can not like it. But my point was never to have her be attacked by anybody, which, again, I could be coming back to my chat and saying, I hate you guys. You guys were wrong. Why did you guys say this? 
Linda and Isabella went into my chat and I let you guys handle it because it's not my it's not my place to be taking sides. Linda gets into fights with like Bryson Gray and people say heinous things of Linda on Twitter, calling her a whore, calling her all these things. I don't butt in despite her being my friend because, hey, if you want to fight, you're going to fight. And Linda's a grown woman. And never has Linda ever, ever, ever messaged me and saying, hey, Bryson's gray is attacking me. He just called me a whore. Why aren't you defending my honor? Why aren't you defending? Because she understands she's an adult. And even after Thursday, yes, she did tell me that that was the most they had been personally attacked than any other guest that they've ever had. And at the end of the day, like, what, what can I do? What am I supposed to do? Like, tell you guys, hey, don't do that? Dude, freedom of speech. Like, that's on you guys. How you guys talk to people, I'll be honest. There's some things that you guys say in my Telegram. I would never repeat these things because we are called to be different according to the gospel. And if you guys are just behaving and, and talking the same way the world does, what makes you different? And I'm not saying in particular to Linda. I'm not saying that. But there are some like words that you guys use. I'm like, my brother in Christ, I would never, ever use that word ever in my life. Ever. It's just disgusting. But I'm not going to censor you guys. I don't ban you guys on, on my Instagram or on, on my Twitter or on my Telegram. It is what it is, man. You know? Um, But, no, I'm not talking down on you guys. I'm not... I'm not here to lecture you guys. You guys know the gospel the way I do. You guys know how we're supposed to be behaving. And let me tell you something. I can be on the, the on one of the worst podcasts in the nation where, where the, the, the host is just straight up attacking me for my Christian beliefs. It's easy to say now, but I've been in those situations where people attack me, call me vile names. I would just never stoop down. I would never just attack these people. It's just we're called to be better, man, you know, and, and that's just the reality. Yes, we have some jokes over on the Telegram. Yes, we have some fun with it, et cetera, et cetera. But if you guys notice, I I don't make it a thing, and I'm not pointing fingers at anyone. I don't make it a thing to pick fights with people or to call people less than or more than because it is of my deepest, like really what I believe is, it doesn't make me better to call other people out. And again, not pointing fingers. I, I see this happen all the time. And I'm sure to some extent, I'm also guilty of it, you know, and, and most of the time I repent. And most of the time I'm like, you know what? I shouldn't have done this. One recent thing that I can remember was when we were at the prayer night in the LA Dodgers. And um, as I was walking to my car, there was three communists walking toward me and um you know, I said something like, hey, God, God bless you guys. And they said something like, oh, God's not real. And instead of taking the high road, I took the low road and I said, yeah, well, neither are all your pronouns. And I just walked away and I thought to myself like, oh, I just own them. But I'm just like, why did I even say that? Sure, it's for a laugh. Nobody heard it, though. You know what I mean? Like, why did I just say that? Why didn't I just say, you know, hey, God bless you guys. Oh, God's not real. Why didn't I just say something biblical back, you know? And I think about that, you know? And I, I, and I, when I was in the car, I'm like, I shouldn't have done that. Like, it was just stupid, you know? I'm just so used to, like, the arguments, you know, whatever. It is what it is. But, um, 
Okay, moving on, because we're, we're going on almost 40 minutes of, of what happened. And look, at the end of the day, if you guys don't, it's not an apology to anybody. I'm not apologizing to Linda. I'm not apologizing to Rebecca because I don't feel like I did anything wrong. A lot of you feel like I should have stood up to one person or should have stood up. And I think that in your desires, it's because you wanted that. And if anything, it would cre- it would have created more drama. It wouldn't have solved anything. It, in my opinion, it would have created more drama. Okay? Let me tell you something. My experience with Latinas is when they're in the heat of the moment, I just sit back and listen. Because if they're already angry and you try to win over them, regardless. And again, there's no winning here because I don't know all the facts. I didn't know all the facts. I didn't know what she was talking about. I don't know what the conversation was like. So it's not like I could sit there with facts and data and own her on her own show because I don't know the the extent of anything. So me just trying to choose a side, in my opinion, would have been the stupid method because now I'm choosing one person over the other without knowing anything. And it, it could have probably ended up worse. And I'm just glad that after that, it seemed to have died down and we were able to continue the conversation, which I had many people reach out to me and say that they really loved the message. I had people that haven't messaged me in a while, personal friends that messaged me like, dude, thank you so much for your message. You have a very powerful testimony, my friend, and may God continue to use you, which is what it's all about, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. So again, if you're not satisfied, all I can say is Rebecca and I are in good terms. I'm not here to satisfy the third. And what's crazy to me is that was the most lit my telegram has ever been. And and that's drama for you. That's entertainment for you. I had people on my telegram that I've never seen ever comment coming out of the woodworks and calling me a bad Christian. And how dare you? I can't believe you didn't do this. I can't believe you didn't put her in her place. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like. Who are you? <laughs> like, I've never seen you here ever. But it's weird how drama just does this to people. People that never chime in, never donate, never contribute, are just there, you know, just watching for that one time where it seems like people are ganging up on you just so they can kick you while you're down. Many such cases, ladies and gentlemen, lots of serpents out in the telegram. Lots and lots of serpents. Very interesting how that happens, huh? All right, ladies and gentlemen. With that, um, you know, uh, we got Donald Trump here going into the first story of the day. Uh, this is the Demois. I believe that's how you how you say it, the Demois, Iowa Po. It's D-E-S-O-M-O-I-N-E-S. Des, I want to say Des Moines, but I'm pretty sure it's Demois. Um, uh, all right. This is Donald J. Trump today. It says the highly anticipated Demois uh, register poll of Iowa voters is just out. Donald Trump holds commanding lead in first test of 2024 Republican caucus field. Remember, I got the farmers $28 billion from China, the USMCA trade deal, and many others. Saved ethanol, Social Security, and Medicare and got Iowa first in the nation status. Nobody else could have done this. Anyway, I'm at 51% 
a 31-point lead over, quote, farmer hating the sanctimonious with the others gaining on him, but not on me. Interesting. So um, due to that, it looks like, you know, this was uh, this was actually yesterday. So this was today's. But even before that, he had already announced and this is the biggest news, the biggest takeaway here. It says new CBS poll just out has me leading the field by, quote, legendary numbers. Trump, 62 percent, 46 points above sanctimonious, uh, who is crashing like an ailing bird. Ramaswamy at 7%, Pence at 5%, Scott 3%, Haley 2%, Sloppy Chris Christie at 2%, Ada Hutchinson 1%. The public knows who I am and what a successful presidency I had with energy independence, strong borders, and military. Biggest ever tax and regulation cuts, no inflation, strongest economy in history, and much more. And in all caps, he says, I will therefore not be doing the debates. Plural debates. So it looks like as of yesterday, August 20th, year of our Lord, 2023, Donald Trump has officially stated because of his commanding lead that is also backed by today's Iowa caucus poll, he will not be doing any debates. And I am, I believe it's safe to assume that what he means by that is not just this upcoming Wednesday, but all future debates with the Republican presidential candidates. Um, and I do think that that does not mean um, rather that he is not going to be debating with President Joe Biden. Should it be Donald Trump that gets primary in the primaries, which I believe that's going to be the case. And and Biden is able to hold out to 2024 and hasn't been swapped out with Gavin Newsom, uh, which I still believe is in the works. I still believe that's going to happen. Um but uh, yeah, as of right now, he will not be doing any debates. And there are some people saying that this is a mistake. Some people calling him a coward. I think it's pretty interesting to see the DeSantis cope people uh, that, um, you know, uh, are trying to play this down, saying it's not that strong of a poll. It should be higher, et cetera, et cetera. Luck, man. Call it whatever you want. This is a commanding lead. You know, and um, this is what uh, even MSNBC had to say, and I'll share that here with you guys. Republican debate. This morning, we have new NBC News polling out of Iowa on the 2024 race ahead of this week's first Republican debate. Now, a big headline here is Donald Trump's challengers have a big uphill climb to stop him. But the numbers do show an opening for some of his rivals. This as the Trump Campaign confirms he is skipping Wednesday's debate. We'll talk all things debate in just a moment. But first, let's bring in NBC News national political correspondent Steve Kornacki. Steve, break down these new numbers for us. Yeah, Anna, well, you mentioned the big hill that Trump's opponents have to climb in the first in the nation caucus state. Let's show you what that hill looks like. This is it. It's Trump running in our new NBC News Des Moines Register poll. Trump running in first place at 42 percent, more than doubling up his nearest rival. That's Ron DeSantis, who's at 19 percent, a 23 point lead for the former president. No one else in double digits. Tim Scott there, uh, the best of the rest at 9%. You see a scattering for the rest right there. So that is a big lead for Donald Trump. It's not the biggest we've seen a Republican have at this point pre-Iowa caucuses, but it is among the largest leads we've seen in polling uh, on the Republican side in Iowa at this point. So that's Trump's lead right now. One of the things powering it in Iowa 
the evangelical vote is huge in the let's go caucuses about two-thirds of all caucus goers identified as evangelical christians and if you remember there you go man evangelicals holding it down take that catholics uh i'm kidding of course you know let, let don't take that too serious but um, there you go, man. There, there you have it. You know, and his uh, lead is pretty strong. I, I think that it will continue to grow stronger. Uh, it seems like every single time uh, DeSantis goes on to a big platform, uh, you know, he is uh, tanking in the polls. But, you know, we do have the first debate Wednesday, which here. OK, here's here's and, I, and I've said this many times. Here's my thoughts. I, I believe that he should debate. And, and it's only because as a journalist uh, myself, I, I it's it's ratings, man. Like we we want this for business. I'm sure Fox News is going to be, um, uh, you know, hurting for ratings. Uh, apparently, uh, Donald Trump is going to be doing a an interview with uh, with Tucker Carlson instead. We don't know yet if that's going to be happening at the same time. But here's the reality: as much as I want, as much as I want him. He doesn't need to. And now this is just me biasly talking. He's far up in the leads, and he is the only one that can get away with this. He is the only one that can get away with this. Nobody else could could with could could ever dominate so much that they can just write off the debate. That's just a reality. Not DeSantis, not nobody else. So to me. If anything, this is going to probably help Ron DeSantis because everyone's going to be tuning in for him. A, people who are very loyal to Donald Trump are not going to be tuning in at all. I'm obviously going to be watching it because it is my job. I need to know what they're talking about. I need to hear these sound bites. I need to hear their policies. I need to see how they carry themselves during a debate. Trump or no Trump, I will be tuning in. Um, I do plan on going live on Wednesday, but it is being hosted by Fox and Fox is extremely um, uh, harsh when it comes to people being able to live stream. So I'm planning for a live stream, but there's a really good possibility I will not be able to live stream the debate at all. I hope that's not the case. I'm trying to work with my producers to make this happen, but we do plan to go live this Wednesday, 6 p.m. for it. Also, side note. I will not be live tomorrow, Tuesday, because there is a protest happening in downtown Los Angeles with parents that have organized a large protest. And Antifa is also planning to show up to protest parents. Uh, so I will be there tomorrow. So no podcast tomorrow. Be aware of that. Um, also, I have uh, uh, Jerry here with the $5 donation. Hey, brother, first time contributing. Always love hearing your take. Don't always agree with you, but you're respectful and professional. Latinos for Trump. Thank you so much, brother. I really appreciate that. Um, but yeah, if, if you are calling, like, I, I think that if you are calling this a cowardice move, if you if you are one of those low IQ individuals, and I cannot believe I'm saying this, I, I really hate Pedro Gonzalez, man, someone that I respected and esteemed as like a, not a mentor, but someone that is extremely analytical, calling Trump scared and a coward to debate Ron DeSantis. Bro, you're out of your mind if you think that Donald Trump is scared of DeSantis or or Asa Hutchinson or Nikki Haley or Mike Pence. I'm sorry, man. You live in a completely different world. If you truly, truly think that Donald Trump 
is afraid of DeSantis. Let me let me tell you something. The uni party, the establishment would not be working so hard to indict Trump a thousand times if they knew that Ron DeSantis could single-handedly take care of Donald Trump. Donald Trump is literally the man that's having like a million missiles fired at him because they're saying to themselves, uh-oh, this guy is actually going to win again. Like he's going to be the primary nominee and he has a good shot at beating Donald uh, of Joe Biden, the incumbent president in 2024. Say what you want. Cope as hard as you need. You know, there was somebody that came uh, into my post and, uh, you know, it's actually, I think it's right here. Uh, Latin thinker, it says this is not strong as this many others. Oh, this is a not strong uh, as many others have objectively noted. It says pay attention to who the others saying that he's not doing that when the polls are. Most are being paid to downplay the poll, see the numbers and draw your own conclusion, which, of course, I always say that to you guys. Think for yourselves. Right. Um Hey, thank you so much for the five dollar donation. Like Ica del Sol, appreciate you, Anthony. Thank you guys so much. Man, lots of donations today. Thank you guys so much. It's only Monday. Usually, it kind of like maybe one donation Monday, and then it kind of dies off for the rest of the of the week. And then Cowboy Fridays is usually Fridays. We usually we do really well. But thank you guys so much, man. I appreciate that. Um, pero, uh, I'm sorry, man. Like, just objectively speaking, the numbers are there. He has a commanding lead. He's going to do just fine. And I'm, I'm telling you, if you really, really sit there and think that Ron DeSantis can single-handedly take this guy out, the unit party and the deep state would not be fighting so hard to keep this guy from running in 2024. I'm sorry, man. And actually, who is it? Um, da -da -da. Charlie Kirk. I'm going to pull him up real quick. He posted something right before I went online. There it is. Take, take this out. Don't take my word for it. Take Charlie Kirk's word for it. Charlie Kirk, in case you thought the legal offensive against President Trump wasn't sinister enough, left-wing law professors are now arguing that the 14th Amendment bars Trump from running for office again without any criminal conviction. They are arguing, in effect, that he is guilty until proven innocent, and they claim that any government official is empowered to pass this judgment on him. The obvious purpose of this is a backup plan. Even if all of Jack Smith and Fannie Willis's rigged charges fail, their plan is to get a swing to get swing state radicals like Adrian Fontes in Arizona or Jocelyn Benson in Michigan to unilaterally kick Trump off the ballot in order to make the 2024 election unwinnable. Nobody is a bigger enemy of democratic elections or our constitution than elite Democrats. And here it is by the Atlantic, the constitution. This is not an opinion piece. The constitution prohibits Trump from ever being president again. The only question is whether American citizens today can uphold that commitment. Let me tell you something to the DeSantis bros, which, hey, there's nothing wrong with being one. And I'm sure a lot of you here support Ron DeSantis. I'm a, it's okay to agree to disagree, right? And I'm not here to convince you otherwise, by the way. But the reality is, if Donald Trump was not such a threat, then they would just let Ron DeSantis run his campaign and defeat Donald Trump in the polls. But they need bad headline. 
they need indictment after indictment to come after this guy. And now you have constitutional lawyers stating as a point of fact, not as an opinion, that as a matter of fact, it is the obligation of those Democrats upholding the Constitution to ensure that in swing states, at least, that Donald Trump is not on the ballot and he is not able to get votes and win those swing states that are imperative to win for 2024. I'm sorry, but how can you call Trump cowardly for not debating when he's leading in the polls? And how can you say that his campaign is failing? Now there's even reports. There's even like some conspiracies online saying that Donald Trump's health is failing. That if you pay attention to his most recent videos, he seems out of breath. And supposedly they are trying to draw the conclusion uh, through their own investigative work that ever since he got COVID, uh, he's never been okay. That he continues to have heart complications, that he continues to have respiratory complications. And it's it takes a, a true stable genius to be able to see the evidence for yourself and come to that conclusion. Um, but hey, you know, um, don't don't let me you know steer you away if you really want to believe that Donald Trump is some kind of coward. But uh, again, I don't think he needs to. I would love for him to debate, even if he has a sizable lead. To me, it does. Even if Donald Trump had ninety nine percent favorability, and and everyone wanted him to win, let's say Ron DeSantis was out of the picture, and now it's you know Donald Trump with. 83% or 90% or 95%. I still just want him to debate because I just want to hear him take on other candidates. Arguably, that was one of the better things in 2016 was when he was head to head with Jeb Bush and Ted Cruz and all these other people. He had nicknames for them and he exposed them to their faces, to the audience and to the world for them to see. I want nothing more. But to call him a coward for not debating co-partners DeSantis bros is that's just you know political Trump keeps dominant lead over 2024 GOP candidates Iowa poll finds former President Donald Trump continues to hold the dominant lead over the rest of the 2024 GOP presidential field in Iowa 23 percentage points ahead of second place Florida Governor Ron DeSantis uh it says here I wanted to get to the point where so the contest may be closer da, 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 blah, 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 blah. okay this one doesn't have it, but um, essentially what this talks about is, A, his dominant uh, lead over the other candidates, uh, but also the importance of this poll. So you got to understand Iowa, the reason why you have heard these candidates out in Iowa and the Iowa Festival and the Iowa Fair, and Iowa, 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 is because this is a state that everybody understands that Republicans need to win first in the primary, doing the caucus where all the delegates get to vote. And these polls matter most. MSNBC went to go went to call the Iowa caucus polling voters uh, the the golden um, what did they say the golden the golden line I think I wrote it down uh, I did not write it down okay the golden standard that's what they called it so the Iowa caucus poll is the golden standard to be able to determine where the rest of the nation is as far as Republicans. The evangelical votes, which actually went higher to Donald Trump at 47 percent, over 42 percent of the general vote. Um, and, and it's a good sign for him. So this is exactly what he needed to reemphasize 
that he is leading and commanding. Now, again, everything can change. He could be imprisoned. The Democrats are going to continue. And look, man, I'll be very honest with you. The, these these articles like this one right here, this The Atlantic article, these would not be put into print to waste your time. These are not just bogus headlines. There is a reason that I am reading this to you today, and it is to socially condition us to make way to prepare for the possibility that this might happen. They are telling you their plan straight to your face, and I hope that you are listening because if I know Democrats, which I believe I do, they are going to fight like hell to ensure that there is no Trump 2024. Now, as I've always said, I know a lot of people don't agree with me. Bravo, Democrats. Seriously, bravo to you because you are showing the nation what true leadership looks like. And I don't mean in the shape of honesty and, and compassion. I mean, you are willing to do, you are willing to cease all power giving on to you to ensure that your political enemies never seize power over you again. I hope to one day feel that. I hope to one day know what that feels like. Republicans seizing power to ensure that satanic entities no longer rule in America. I'm just saying. I, I wish that. I wish that. Not saying that Trump is a satanic ruling by any by any stretch of the imagination, although there are some people that believe that, believe it or not. There are like whole Twitter accounts dedicated to how Donald Trump is the Antichrist and how the devil is using him. I don't know. You're going to have to delve into those conspiracies yourself. I, I want nothing to do with them. But um, and, and I hope and this is why I continue to argue. I do believe the pendulum is going to swing even harder once Republicans, if ever they do, uh, get seize power again. All right, moving on to the next story. Biden to meet with Maui residents and first responders after deadly wildfires. Finally, the big guy, 10% for the big guy, is headed over to Maui. President Joe Biden and First Lady Jill Biden are traveling to Maui on Monday today to meet with residents affected by the wildfires this month, the deadliest in, in modern U.S. history. The Bidens are heading to the town of Lahaina in Maui amid their week-long vacation in the Lake Tahoe area and will meet with residents, first responders, and state and local officials. The president's visit comes as a total of 850 people are believed to be missing in connection with the deadly fires. Maui County Mayor Richard Bisson said in an overnight post on Instagram and Facebook. At least 114 people died in the wildfires, he said. Of the victims, 27 have been identified with families of 11 of them notified. More than 1,285 people have been located safe, he said. In a statement ahead of his trip, Biden said, I know how profoundly loss can impact a family and a community, and I know nothing can replace the loss of life. I will do everything in my power to help Maui recover and rebuild from this tragedy. And throughout our efforts, we are focused on respecting sacred lands, cultures, and traditions. Now, what's very interesting about this trip is that actually before I came on the show today, I have a friend who works for a nonprofit organization saying that FEMA, pay attention to this, just sent them this email. This is very interesting. 
uh, and this is not posted anywhere yet. I have not reported on this, but this is as of two days ago. FEMA sent this to a nonprofit organization that my friend sent to me and check out what it says to the NICCL community out of respect for those who perish. We were asked by Maui County officials to pause on posting on social media and elsewhere any new imagery of damage, disaster, or debris starting now. They are asking for a full stop on disaster imagery going forward. At this time, we have not been asked to take any photos or video down. Our team on the ground is coordinating with the county for further guidance to ensure we remain fully aligned. Cultural sensitivity is of the utmost importance in all our response and recovery activities to this disaster. Hmm. Out of respect for those who perish, we have been asked by the Maui County officials to pause on posting on social media and elsewhere any new imagery of damage, disaster, debris, and starting now. And they are asking for a full stop on disaster imagery going forward. Hmm. Interesting. When I told my friend, what do you make of this statement? My friend said that this is extremely odd and confusing as to why FEMA is making this request. And the Department of Homeland Security and local city officials. To my recollection, this is the first time I've ever heard of this. You want media, you want images of what's happening because you want people donating to the cause. If you're a nonprofit or if you're the Red Cross or any other organization helping these locals that have just gone through devastating wildfires, you would want to post just how bad it is and what the recovery efforts look like there locally so they can donate more. Why would you, as of two days ago, apparently, effective immediately, stop all social media? And then also, what's going to happen if they don't? Hmm. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Just odd. That's all I'm saying. Why? Why would they have to stop? And I understand that there's a lot going on at the national level. I'm actually going to cut into the segue here. I don't know if you guys are aware about this, but outside of Hurricane Hillary, the most devastating hurricane to ever hit the United States, like the East Coast doesn't know hurricanes compared to what happened to California yesterday. The Midwestern people that think that they know what tornadoes are like and what it's like to have to live under tornado conditions They've never seen anything compared to what we saw in California yesterday. We're just built different out here. That's all I'm saying. But there's a lot going on across our nation. And I don't know if you guys know this, but on top of the Hurricane Hillary, not to be confused with Tropical Storm Hillary, 
you know, the worst storm to ever hit the U.S. in history. I mean, Midwesterners and East, you guys have it easy compared to what we go through out here in California. You guys really do. I actually envy how easy your storms and hurricanes are across the Midwest and the East Coast. But I don't know if you guys know, in case you guys didn't know that sarcasm, um, there was like a couple knocked over like lawn chairs. I'm sure we'll recover. You know, like I'm not about to send up set up a GoFundMe for Hurricane Hillary. Anyways, um, British Columbia. I don't know if you guys have seen what's happening in British Columbia, and now it's affecting the U.S. There's major wildfires happening out there. I'm going to share this video with you guys, and I'll describe it for the audio listeners only. Um, but I posted here uh, two days ago what's happening, what's going on in British Columbia. More than 200 unprecedented wildfires are ongoing in the region. Smoke is now affecting the United States. 19,000 Yellowknife residents uh, have been evacuated. British Columbia evacuates thousands, 15,000 homes under evacuation orders, and 2 million hectares of land have been burned. Check this out, man. This is pretty insane. And And then, so here in this video, it says smoke from the fires has drifted into the U.S. There's now three U.S. states that are also on fire because of these fires. And it is the state of Washington, Oregon, and Montana. And apparently there's evacuations happening in these three states. What the heck is going on? About 19,000 Yellowknife residents have been evacuated due to threats from wildfires. Fucking crazy. Holy smokes. So that was a quick TikTok video. You guys can head on over there or you guys can probably just Google this or, or do this um, on your own Twitter and you guys can see, you know, what's happening up there. And it's it's pretty devastating what's happening because we're being hit with hurricanes down here in California. Uh, Maui just went through what it's going through. Apparently now British Columbia is burning Canada, parts of Canada. Uh, you've got, um, you know, parts of the U.S. that are under fire right now. People having to evacuate by the thousands. I mean, just all we can do is just pray at this at this point. You know, ladies and gentlemen, that's just the reality. Um, we can pray about what, what's happening and, you know, pray for the people affected. Believe in the conspiracies. Don't believe in the conspiracies. That's OK. You know, not asking you to one way or the other. At the end of the day, prayer is what is the most effective, you know, and, and pray for the people affected, man. And, you know, if you want to research how to best get in contact with how to, you know, help these people out, then. And 
so on. But uh, just yesterday, real quickly, I just wanted to recap what happened here yesterday with Hurricane Hillary. Um, uh, this is a, a, a account I just recently started um, following over on Fire Photo Girl. Uh, yesterday's Sunset Magic. So this was on the 19th. And this is uh, Hurricane Hillary, not to be confused with Tropical Storm Hillary. But these are some pictures that she took. And man, is that amazing, huh? Pretty good stuff. A lot of people are saying that this is CGI. Hurricane Hillary was a PSYOP. Um, so if you truly believe that everything is a PSYOP and nothing is real, disregard the photo and video evidence that I'm about to show to you guys. Uh, I just thought these were like some pretty cool photos to share. But man, I hope to one day be that skilled in uh, photography that I can take stuff like this because that's, that's pretty awesome. And then something that I, I never knew could happen. Um, yesterday, there's an earthquake. Some saying it's 5.5. Some saying it's 5.0. It is tomato, tomato. Uh, but what's so interesting to me is that uh, there was an earthquake here uh, in, in Ojai, California, relatively near to Los Angeles County, etc. And I got a notification before the earthquake hit. I remember I looked out on my phone and I got the notification and I was like, what the heck? And then what ended up happening was it started shaking. So I was literally sitting in this chair and I'm just like, Swaying, I'm just like, bro, what the? And I'm like, oh, there's an earthquake. And then my wife came like, oh my god, bro. I'm like, calm down. It's not that. It's not that bad. Of course, we're in California. We're built different. We know how to handle tornadoes better. We know how to handle hurricanes better. We already know how to handle earthquakes. It's all good. You know what I'm saying? People are like, oh, Californians are talking about storms. My brother in Christ, you don't know anything about tornadoes or hurricanes until you've lived in California. That's all I can say about that. Uh, but it was really interesting. And a lot of you actually also told me um, that you got the same notification either during or right before the earthquake. I know that there is um, I, I heard this a long time ago, by the way, it's, it's not a conspiracy that there is uh, tech out there that actually measures like the Earth's movement and the tectonic plates, et cetera. And that it is actually able to predict earthquakes at like a 99.9. I believe Japan already has this software out there where it's able to detect uh, earthquakes. And so I wasn't surprised. A lot of people just don't do their research. But that's why you're here with the bee's knees. Uh, because I am telling you this, that there already is technology out there that predicts um, at, at a pretty good rate, at a good percentage rate, that there will be an earthquake incoming. So I wasn't too shocked in seeing that I got an alert right before the earthquake. I have known for a while because uh, I read this report back like in the 2010s uh, that they were already technology uh, being worked on that could probably give you even maybe just like a 10-second head start on an earthquake. Um, and, and that's good because those 10 seconds could be used to kind of you know, get underneath a desk or a stable or, or you know, get away from machinery, whatever the case might be uh, for you to go and, and safeguard yourself. And so uh, so uh, it turned out to be a 5.0 magnitude earthquake in Ventura County, fell all the way to Los Angeles. Um, and then uh, I posted this yesterday. Californians right now going through earthquakes, rains, floods, hurricanes, tropical storms, tornado watches, tsunami alerts and thunderstorms when it's supposed to be 78 and sunny. Uh that was pretty funny. And then um, I had some uh, videos here because there was – okay, I need to just real quick. A lot of you 
came on to my pages and said that you keep hearing all these alerts and you see me posting about Hurricane Hillary and that you don't see anything. A lot of you said, I don't, there's, it's not even raining where I'm at. All right, my brothers and sisters in Christ, I need you to understand one thing. Weather is weather. It's unpredictable. Some of you want to argue that it's predictable because now it's man-made, apparently. That's fine. I'm not going to sit here and argue with that. You can believe whatever you believe. Because the National Weather Service says that there is a tornado warning doesn't mean that there will be a tornado. Because the National Weather Service, which was my source yesterday for many things, says that there's going to be flash flooding, doesn't mean that it's 100% going to affect you. A lot of you sent me videos of your backyard and you're like, nothing's happening here. Meanwhile, three streets over, something might be happening. It's called, I believe it's called confirmation bias, where, and it's a fallacy, where if it's not happening to you, therefore it doesn't exist. It's not the way things work. <laughs> I, I probably received at a ratio of 10 to 1 people telling me that it's being overhyped and that it's not a real hurricane. I get it. You were not affected. You, the person that lives all the way in Sacramento, was not affected. You don't need to message me that there is no hurricane because you're not in the area of impact. A lot of you did send me some pretty cool footage of things that were happening. And so with that, here's some of the footage of places where it did happen. And this was in Indio, California. This didn't happen where I'm from because I'm not in Indio, California. This didn't happen where I'm from because I'm actually nowhere near Indio, California. So just because this happened here, doesn't mean that if I go outside and I don't see it for myself, it doesn't mean that space lasers are doing this. I just want to make that point perfectly clear because holy heck did some of you come after me because I quote unquote hyped this hurricane up. But my brother and sister in Christ, I'm just doing some reporting. If you're in those areas, my news update probably helped you. If you're not in these areas, then they were probably useless <laughs> updates. But that's how it works, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know what to say. Look at that, man. These guys were almost drifted away. And then I know I have some more videos here for you guys. This actually happened right here in my hometown, man. This is pretty crazy. Check this out. Baboosh. That's pretty crazy. 
Imagine you're going down the road and you just see like the, the road collapse. I'm sure that's like a, a, a nightmare for a lot of you. And then this is a breaking report. History made as Los Angeles records one and a half inches of rainfall today. The previous record was 0. 0.0 inches all the way back in 1906. This was downtown LA. Check that out, man. And then uh, this looks like uh, some of the looks like some cars ended up being drifted away. Kind of crazy. Yeah, James is saying that video in Santa Clarita went viral. The reason why it went viral, because I was trying to figure out out of all my videos that went viral, why did that one go viral? It went viral because Mike Cernovich ended up sharing that video. And to me, it's just I'm like, bro, that's the power of like these big accounts on Twitter, which is why now I am working diligently to build my Twitter. It would be pretty cool, um, you know, that uh, it, it, to kind of be able to do, I, which I kind of do already in, on Instagram. But I'll be honest with you guys, ever since Twitter is incentivizing people posting on Twitter, I just don't see a, a real purpose on posting on Meta anymore. Like, if you really think about it, I get penalized for posting on Meta because the kind of work that I do, Meta hates. What they want people doing on Meta is dancing half naked. That's what it rewards on Twitter, you're just rewarded for posting authentic journalism. That's amazing to me. So that's why I've said it to you guys. I've said it on Instagram, and I'm going to continue saying it going into 2024. This is also why we're live on Twitter right now is I'd rather be on a platform that rewards you for your authentic journalism. I'm not going to be posting on Meta just to be shadow banned and censored, which it kind of sucks because – I've always prioritized Instagram, which is why I have 157,000 followers there. But if I had one wish right now, it would be to transfer all those followers over to my Twitter because I can monetize off of it. You guys wouldn't even have to pay me at all. You wouldn't even have to subscribe. Twitter would just be like, hey, you're really famous on Twitter and you post really good authentic journalism. Uh, we're going to pay you $10,000 a month. Here you go. That would be amazing. You know, uh, but unfortunately, Meta just there's really just no reason. And a lot, I believe it or not, um, I've actually been talking to a lot of content creators. A lot of them are moving away from Meta also. Not so much TikTok because TikTok still kind of rewards a little bit. But um, like I've been demonetized on Meta. I really have no incentive outside of I have a large audience. And obviously, as a journalist, I've always told you guys, I'm going to be posting on all social. So I'm going to still stay on Meta, but I'm going to be prioritizing Twitter a lot more moving forward. Um, then what else do I have? Oh, I think that was it. And then there's me live right now. <laughs> We're literally watching an inception. Um, but yeah, so going into 2024, especially, you know, tomorrow I will be at um, – at the downtown protests, uh, you know, uh, stay tuned for my socials. I'm going to post about that today. Uh, Antifa will be showing up. As of right now, the uh, the protest has not been um, uh, has not been uh, canceled. 
I'm like, what, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, a lot of people thought it was going to be canceled. Obviously, I was supposed to be in Sacramento today. I did not go out to Sacramento because the schools were closed. The hurricane was still here. Worst hurricane to ever hit the U.S. Way worse hurricanes than the East Coast has ever gone through. Um, and so I just wanted to make sure I was here for my family, make sure I was supposed to fly out yesterday. There was a lot of crazy stuff going on yesterday. So I didn't fly out to Sacramento, hence why I'm here with you guys today. Tomorrow, no live stream because I will be live from downtown Los Angeles. This is supposed to be the biggest protest in Los Angeles history as far as parents against LAUSD. So I hope and I pray that a lot of you can make it or at least spread the word because that's how we get people down there. I will be live streaming um, and I will be posting videos on my Twitter Please, if you guys are here right now and you don't follow me on Twitter, please follow me on Twitter. You know, follow your boy. Just just, just trying to get back. The, the thing that hurt me the most on Twitter was my old account was permanently locked away. And I had way more followers than I have now. And I know, and what really sucks is during the protests of 2020, I was banned on Twitter during those protests. There was a lot of people that had like six, 7,000 followers on Twitter. And then they started covering the protests and they shot up to like two, 300,000 followers on Twitter. Why? Because drama and entertainment draws in the crowd. It is what it is. What can you do? Right? Ladies and gentlemen, no point wanting to fight it. Um, but, I, but you know, it is what it is. But I also do predict that going into 2024, we might have Summer of Love 2.0, and that'll be my opportunity to post videos and be able to draw in that large Twitter. And then hopefully I can just monetize off of that. Twitter is going to be I'm gonna, what I'm going to try to do is make Twitter my main source of income. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking for those impressions, but I'm also not going to post cringe stuff. I'm not going to be posting half naked people you know, out of context, out of content, just to just to get the impressions. I see a lot of dude. I can't stand the conservatives right now are just so cringe over on Twitter posting half naked woman, only fans, girls like with their boobs out just so that they can get the impressions and get monetized on Twitter. Yo no voy a esa cosa, bro. Like that's just not I'm not going to be doing that, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it is what it is. Not going to be looking to do that. So you don't have to worry about that. Anything, even if it is like dramatic, it's just going to be original content. So tomorrow, for example, if Antifa wants to get feisty with the police or if they want to get feisty with some of the parents, I'll be posting that. Not because of impressions, whatever. That's just journalism. That's just me being out there showing what's happening in, in LAUSD schools with the parents and these LGBTQ allies and whatever they want to call themselves, right? But it is what it is. Um, Miss Lena Valencia, thank you so much for the $10 super sticker. Really appreciate you, my friend. And then also um, just want to say thank you guys so much. Won't be here tomorrow, Tuesday, but God willing, I will be back Wednesday. I'm going to try to do a Wednesday morning show and the evening debate. So that way, just in case we can't do the debate in the evening, we can do the morning show and not miss it. So uh, most likely, more than likely on Wednesday, we'll be talking about uh, what, what transpired uh, at tomorrow's event. And so make sure you stay tuned for that. As always, guys, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I will see you guys, God willing, tomorrow on live over on my socials and then Wednesday for the morning show. God bless you guys. And you guys have a good rest of your Monday. Praying for a good day. Good start to your week. God bless, guys. Take care.